0: Glory to God. If you want to see his face, you want to touch him, where must you be? I want an answer. Where must you be? In his presence. So the song should motivate you. To want to remain, in fact, be in his presence and remain in his presence. Amen. God is faithful. We thank God for all the testimonies. And I believe God that time is coming when a whole service will be given unto testimony. Jesus looked at the man who had been healed, the one who used to be a mad, a crazy person before. And then a um, man who was possessed with so many demons that he was called Legion. He said he wanted to follow him. He said, go home and tell your people how much the Lord has done for you. Go to the people who know you, who have known your state, and go and show them your present state. That is all about testimonies. In fact, evangelism is all about testimonies. Especially those who have known you before. I've told you before, I don't preach in my hometown. I'm a message. I am an announcement of salvation. I don't preach. Except for those who, these modern day people who didn't know me. Or they must have heard. The way I live my life. I don't waste my time talking to them about salvation. When they see me, they have seen salvation. Uh, they only have God to ask me how did it happen. And I will tell them. All the things that God has been doing for you, if you could share with one or two people, on a daily basis, God will give you at least one person. You see, it's not very easy to travel almost every day Throughout the week, you, you, you go to office every day. Every day, except for Sundays. Every day, you go and come back. And you take it so casual as if it's normal. The drivers are very good. And the roads are good. And the vehicles are so new. So, so it's, um, it's a, a combined effect of these three factors. And you remove God from it. You are looking for testimonies. You eat about three times a day. In the morning, you take your breakfast. In the afternoon, you go for lunch. In the evening, you load yourself. And there was no accident. Somebody was drinking water. And the water refused to follow the right path. And went somewhere else, the person got choked and died. And when you eat and you are, you are done, you take it casually. It's normal. People eat every day. So what's the problem there? Is there any testimony here? There is. But he gave you food and you were able to eat the food. You are waiting for the day when God will open the heavens like this above your head. And then you will see money dropping. That's when you will think of a testimony. That you slept and you woke up in the morning and you could lift up your hands. You know, I've asked you before to tell me if there's any medicine. I've asked all the pharmacists I've met in life to show me any prescription that will wake somebody who is asleep up. I've not seen any. Who wakes you up? And then you are forgetting about that one. Someone was going to the bathroom. It's not my mother-in-law's issue I'm talking about. A, A lady I knew very well, very close to me, one of my daughters went to the bathroom. And that was it. She fell and died there. And you can have multiple of such things happening. And we take everything for granted. Everything. The day I fell off motorbike, that was when I knew that sitting on a motorbike is not an easy thing, so I have to thank God for it. We went through sand and the, the motorbike The pilot And the passenger Everybody was on the ground where I was going to church to go and preach Thank God was just sand If there had been you know, some waterlogged area Some good baptism But you sit on a machine like that You get to where you are You get down and you shake your body like this And then you are gone not one single thank you, Lord. And all of us who are sitting standing here now, when somebody comes here testimony, he said uh, uh, somebody gave me motorbike lift and I got here safely. I want to thank the Lord. yes with was the motorbike. We are talking about testimony car. You just come and waste your time, Pastor. You take note, Pastor. Please take note. All these testimonies are not important. And that's the reason why some of us, after we get to one miracle, nothing happens again. Because even what he did wasn't enough for us. It's just a common headache. Common headache. Common what? Headache. You think headache is common? Do you know the source of the headache? It's only a symptom. Now, what about the, thing, the main thing? I'm excited over the testimonies. But I'm more excited that you have opportunity to change your thinking and place greater value on the God who has chosen to be a blessing to you. Hmm? Lift up your two hands and bless the name of the Lord again. Let's thank him again. Let's thank him one more time for all the testimonies. And for the things that we do in our lives. The things that we don't even see. In fact, we don't even know what he has done. But we know we are alive because of him. He is working on our behalf on a daily basis. Hours, hour basis, minute basis, per second, per second. Our God is very faithful Very, very faithful We should be able to appreciate him Glory to God Amen Hallelujah When the testimonies were going I spoke to one of us I said, you every Sunday you have to go and give testimony What's your testimony? Father, I thank you for the good wife you gave to me I said, because you are a very bad boy <laughs> That's what I told him. And there are many of them like that here. There are many of them like that. Very bad boys. Bad boys. Who didn't deserve any good wives. And God still gave them good wives. Good wives. <laughs> pa, Good kids. Good kids. Good kids. Amen. You know, there are some of us men, we are not, so, we are not all that handsome. And, and, and God gave us very beautiful women. So when they stand around us, the radiation covers. <laughs> and the, the ugliness is taken care of. <laughs> so in actual fact, in, in, in our case, some of us should be applying to churches, not just your own assembly. You apply to assemblies, and some of the assemblies. I want to come and give my testimony. Uh, permit me to give my testimony. Then you go there and say, I thank God. Forgive me, mirror. Hallelujah. And you go and get married. Hallelujah. I'm going to get a wife for him. Oh, by all means. Get a wife for him. If you permit me, I'll get a wife for him. And then we'll see what will happen next. God is faithful. Amen. Please, when you sit down to eat, thank him. And when you finish, thank him. When you are able to wear your dress to step out, thank him. There is nothing as painful as when you have the money and you buy food and yet you cannot eat it. And somebody carries a spoon. And put if that person is a bad man, when he gives you one, you don't take it, puts it there. <laughs> Father, thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. We give you glory, Lord. Your word is life. Speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please sit down. I want to appreciate everyone who was part of the work yesterday. We thank God for your prayers. Baba, you want to say something? Hallelujah. I Do you imagine that one? To laugh. Two laps. Baba, thank you. God will keep on blessing you every day. Amen. He's going to keep you strong and strong for us. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to pick something from chapter 6 of Matthew's Gospel, a passage you know very, very well. So it's like uh, we are doing some kind of revision this morning. Amen. From verse 25 to 34, I'll be reading the Amplified Bible for you. Therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life. What you shall eat, or what you shall drink, or what your, your body, or about your body, what you shall put on. is not life greater in quality than food, and the body far above and more excellent than clothing. When you don't have life, can you be anxious? Will you be worried? You don't have life. Can you complain about the kind of dress that anybody is wearing? Can you imagine that uh, you go to a funeral and then uh, the person that you have put on the bed, I mean that body, now lifts his hands up and says, excuse me. Excuse me, please. This, this funeral is below my standard. <laughs> I tell you. Now, will you stand there? <laughs> you take over. You don't have a say. You told somebody before you died, if you come for my funeral, I will kill you. Kill care. With what? So, life is of more quality than any other thing you're talking about. You need to be alive to be able to eat. So you are complaining about food. What about the one that gave you life? It's a simple thing I keep on talking about. If you are a woman, then you, are, you can be married. Somebody will marry you and you have your husband somewhere. But well, God gives to everyone. If you are a woman, you have your husband somewhere. If you are a man, you have your wife somewhere. You've got to go to the owner of the relationship to let him show you who that person is. But we're always anxious. Always what? Yeah. Anxious. Always anxious. And because we, most times, we tend to be ruled by the self. Ambition and fame and certain things about life that we look for are the ones that determine the kind of person that we marry. Lady, I would like to marry you, but what work do you do? God, I said, Bangku, okay, that's all right, that's not bad, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's the end of that matter. I can tell you, big man like me, he said, in a Bangku cellar, and not go walk. God said, that's okay. If what your eyes are seeing is Bangku, then go. When you you decide to see with my eyes, I will talk to you. And that is why and how many of us have missed the people that God has programmed for us. It sounds very simple. It sounds very funny. But those are real issues. They are what? Real issues. I don't want to marry a pastor. Okay. Everyone that greets you in a pastor. I for God forbid. God forbid. God says, look at this girl. Forbid what? That is where you are going. You walk out, walk out, walk out, walk out, out. Then you go get one bank manager. Is said, that's what I want. You get married. After one month, the man says, I have a calling. I have the Lord has called me into ministry. He said, huh? Eh? Me, you mean minister of finance? God has called me into ministry, pastoral ministry. He said, please, pray well. You know, this thing is not a joke. You've got to be sure that God is really calling you. What exactly did God say? You have not become the Holy Ghost. To proffer understanding. God is calling him. So okay, now are you going to do the marriage? Lord, why? Why? You know the number of passes that came out well, about 41 of them. I sent them packing. And this one that I'm setting with, you still collected this one from me. Why? Why God? Your destiny is tied to the calling. To that particular calling that you've been, you've been, thats where your destiny is tied to. But because you don't know, you know? let's be very careful, as believers. An unbeliever can do whatever he wants to do, but you, as a believer, you've got to take instruction from your God as to what you should do. Don't just jump into things and then you now regret. God gave you a pastor, yes, so that you can be a good intercessor, to stand by that man and carry him before God every day. If the person is weak, that's why you are strong. If the man has very bad temper, that's why your own is cool. There must always be a balance. God is a God of order. I told myself when I was an unbeliever, I said if I marry a woman. Who knew they hear what? Then there will be a problem in that house. One morning there will be fire. You will just see fire everywhere is burning. Nobody, nobody, nobody is listening to anybody. But because God is faithful. Life is a principal thing. He has given you life. Wouldn't He give you food? Wouldn't He give you shelter? But the kind of shelter you are looking for, God Himself, when He sees that one, He begins to shake. This one wants to die. The greatest money you have seen in your life its about five of, okay, let's say, let's make it 500,000 Ghana cities. Maybe that's the biggest you have seen in your life. Even that one, the way they put the things out of your hand, you were shaking. And then you go about. Across center and all those motor areas with your, with your hand in, in your pocket. Charlie, that uh, car, how much does it go for? Is it five million? Is there anything that is higher than that one? They talk with say faith. <laughs> I told somebody this morning, faith is not presumptuous. It's not. Now, in your mood of appreciating God for whatever he brings your way, your faith to depend on him more will keep on increasing. That's how I came about that one. If he kept me alive, then there's food for me today. If he kept me alive, then I'm healthy today. If he kept me alive, it means that good things are coming my way. That, that that was my simple logic. If God kept me alive, why should He allow me to see it this day? Because there's something good in the day. And He says He daily loads, He loads us with what benefits. So I have my own portion, and I should be expectant. That we are too anxious, too anxious. Anxiety has so much consumed us. Hmm? A young pastor, somebody that God just called into ministry, you entered ministry, and you have been seeing people like uh, Pastor Otabel, the rest of them, you know, Otabel always wears traditional. So when you put on this barbaric guy like this, you want to have it. You have just entered. You just came in. If not because you are church members, you must be wearing liquor and t-shirt. You just came. What are you looking for? I told you about one young man a minister who same on the same block in Nigeria. He wanted to dress the way the Jeo was dressing. And this Jeo has never hidden his back in his foundation days from anybody. Those of us who have never even seen him before, we have read. He wasn't ashamed of those early beginnings. That should not be talked about. They are documented in his books. And you, you have joined his ministry. And you are passing the church. The church has not even stood well. You want to wear his kind of clothes. So any money that comes to the church, you carry it. Well, because we're friends. And uh, I believe that God has brought me to this world to correct some people. Uh, I believe that was. So I called him. as a Pastor. It was in my house. We were taking coffee. All of them. They were, it was four, a block of four flats. All of us there were pastors. So they would gather in my my house. And he will go and bring the child. I've told you before now. The child's lactogen is what he will bring as milk because we all of us were starting work here and there. You know. So <laughs> bring the milk. I said, can we see up there? He thought we were going to take coffee. I took him to my study and I put him down and I said, you sit down here. Let me tell you what people will not tell you but they talk about. What is your vision? Is your vision dressing? He said, ah, he used to call me prophet. Why? I said, just answer my question. Let me bring the next one. If you are are frightened by this one, the next one will kill you. (laughs) What is the income of your church? He was looking at me. I said, I know it. I know the income. I have gone to find out your income. That thing broke him down. I said, I'm doing that one because I love you so much. If 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 the archbishop should hear anything about what you are doing here, he will not just sack you, he will hand you over to the police. Because you are a criminal. And he looked at me. You know, I've been like that. So it's not something I'm learning. That's how I am. I have not changed. I've been like that. So when you advise me, I take my time to listen to you. Oh, by the time I finish, if he had the means, he would have sold some of the dresses. He went to his house, came back to thank me, invited me to have a chat with him and his leaders. I said, we are all doing the work. This, this is a primary thing. There was only one bed in, um, in my house. Only one bed. That is it. Wood with mattress. That was for, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the, the bishop or the pope and the wife in my house. The children were sleeping on mattress. Thank God it was a mat- mattress in their room. One of our senior ministers came there and he asked me, Pastor, do you have fridge? I said, yes. Where's the fridge? I said that is what you are seeing there. It was a pot that I had put in sand. Because the money, the income of the church could not buy fridge. So I bought the fridge that can I could buy. I remember in my village. That where we used to put water in pot and then and try it, you see, it's very cool. It's cool and natural. Mm. It's okay. So where did the children sleep? I took him there. He said, did they sleep? And I said, no, it's on the floor, on my chest. He said, for you are a very wicked man. I said, if they should bring my matter to your table, that I bought fridge, and you check the price of the fridge, and you check the income of the church, you are the one that will give me query. He so said, am I lying? He was looking at my face. I was building a temple. I had programmed myself to leave and come back to Ghana. So I wanted to build that place before coming. And that was my number one project. Nobody else, nothing. My family understood what I was doing. And this is what I'm talking to you about this morning. the seek is the kingdom of God. And his what? Righteousness. And all these things you are anxious about. Don't come and ask me whether we should go naked. Don't ask me. You won't go naked. That's what I'm talking about. I've taken my time. That's why I left here and went to the office. This thing here. When you pay money, I'll give you a copy. Praise God. The thing that I mentioned over there, life, food, your general welfare, what you put on the rest of them. And then he, he, he talks about tomorrow. Many people here and over, our problem is tomorrow. What shall we eat tomorrow? You've not finished today. What shall we eat to do uh, tomorrow? I will not plan years, plan. But don't be anxious about your projections. Because oh, you have not finished today. Project into the future. This is what I want to be doing. But don't be anxious about tomorrow. And that's what the Lord tells us in this passage. So leave tomorrow for it to take care of you. He is not talking about laziness. No. He's not talking about idleness. No. He is talking about you trying to understand an age you have not got into. He's the only one that knows the tomorrow. Maybe today Christ is coming. There are more pertinent issues that you'll be looking at. It's about the kingdom and its righteousness. Not about your car or about your house. So if what you want to be tomorrow, where you want to be, the kind of house you want to live in, the kind of uh, cars you want to drive, if that becomes your consuming passion, what will happen tomorrow and not the kingdom, then you have missed the road. You have what? Your, your, your priorities are wrong. In your list for considerations, should be the kingdom of God, number one. God's righteousness, number two. And then he says something. He said, I'm not going to leave you empty. All these things, I shall give them to you as bonus. I'm not the one who is saying it to. Let me read that one for you. When I'm done, we go. Praise God. Therefore I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious and worried about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, or about your body, what you shall put on, is not like greater in quality than food, and the body far above and more excellent than clothing. Look at the best of the air, they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into bands. And yet your heavenly father keeps feeding them. He keeps doing what? Feeding them. And you are you not worth much more than they? I know your answer will be yes. The other side of the question is what you don't like. And who of you, by worrying and being anxious, can add one unit of measure, one cubit, to his stature, or to the span of his life, that you want to add one hour to your life. Who can do that? Who can make himself taller or that you put on weight by yourself? Or you add, I'm adding four hours to when I will go. Or you can believe God for longevity but it's it's relative to God's program for your life. Don't tie yourself down with issues that will bug you so much. You trust God that he will make you, he said, the number of your years, eh, I will satisfy you with the number of your years. That's what he said. All these ones that you talk about 70 years and uh, by reason of strength you can go ahead. You talk about 120 years. All those things are not things that you should bother yourself about. Otherwise, you will try to explain things you don't have the power to explain. The number of your years. You are here on an assignment. If the one who sent you said your time is due, come back home, would you say no? You should have allowed me to stay here longer than what you are doing. What kind of person are you? I'm now beginning to enjoy this place. Ghana sends you out to China as ambassador to China. And you say, okay, the government has four years. So at least what was that? three and a half years ago did there, there." And then you program yourself. And maybe about six months or seven months, you just have a, a phone call. Um, start putting your, your items together. Um, we're having some reshuffle. You may not be where you are. That one will give you much hope. If it's a shuffle, then you are going somewhere else. That's okay. Even that one. I have been here six months. It's just now that I'm trying to know the place. And I'm seeing this land. This land is full of blessings. Who is it that is working against me at the presidency? Who is working against me? Why? The president should call you himself and begin to chat with you. He said... uh, Mr. President, Sir, Your Majesty, however you want to call him, thank you for this honor. Uh, but I was, I was thinking that, uh, you know, because of the things that are here pending that should be done, I could be here for about two years. But I just thank you all the same. You are an ambassador to the kingdom God has brought you here for a purpose. If you are needed somewhere else, he will take you there. If your time is up, he will call you to go. So while you are still alive, Jesus said, Work while it is yet day. Because the night comes when no man will work. One will read, he will jump over. What is night? There's light, there's electricity. We can work even at night. You don't understand anything. That is why you cannot take things for granted as if you are the owner of the entire universe and you have control over time and whatever. No, what you have is now. The time you have is what? Now. So you make the most of now. Stop pushing things ahead of you. The call of procrastination, that to me it is more than that. Stop pushing things as if you are the master of your life. I have faith. I'm not going now. Your faith is in who? Is it your faith is it not in God. And he said, come on, He said, I have faith. Will you not change him? Or you go and join the devil? Are you getting some practical things this morning? Now you see, we are making too many mistakes. So what you need to do today, you won't do it. You are saying by the grace of God next year, I'll do what's we'll next year. Between now and the end of this year, there are things that you can do that will turn your situation around. Why are you pushing to next year? Who told you that you are in next year? If you are going to be destroyed next year, will he allow you to go and be destroyed? He will call you home. I'm telling you that's the truth. You are here on a divine assignment and that assignment consumes you much more than the things that you are looking for. He will bless you. As long as you are remaining with him, he will continue to bless you. As long as you are alive, he will continue to bless you. So your focus should be on him and what he wants you to do. We entangle ourselves with too many things. Too many things. But the most important of all, we don't have time for it. Life, clothing, meals, shelter, tomorrow. Even the one for today, you've not even done um, tomorrow. Lord, how is it going to be like tomorrow? It will be like it was. He said, when we shall see him, then we shall be like him. We shall be as he is. All right? So he takes you to tomorrow, you will see as he is in that tomorrow. He will not change. He will not, he will not change. So you take your time to do the things he wants you to do today. Every opportunity that he gives to you must be utilized fully. Fully. Next year, by the grace of God, I will do, I will be an usher. Next year, I'm determined to be an usher. Not only that. In fact, next year, one will come. My income, I will divide into two. And give half to the kingdom. That's number two. Number three, next year. Next year, early in the morning, by five, I'll be here to sweep. Next year. Next year, I'll be sending money to my mother every month. Next year. I have to bring my dad to come and live with us for about two months. Next year. Tomorrow. What shall we eat tomorrow? What are you eating today? Hello? Are we still friends? And why should you be anxious about clothes? Consider the lilies of the field and learn thoroughly how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. That's the one people look at and they say, I can just sit down. You are a lily. Are you a lily? <laughs> <laughs> Yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all his magnificence, excellence, dignity, and grace, was not arrayed like one of these. The richest man that lived at that time. The most affluent of men. And God said, He wasn't. So decorated as these lilies, hey, ah, and then you now begin to compare what you have to what Solomon had. And if his own, it, it doesn't qualify to be on the same level with the lily than your own, yours. Which plant are we going to talk about here? Do you know that plant they call a champon? Have you seen it before? A particular plant that grew up, it came, it came on board during the champion regime. Very hard to cut. Very hard to cut. Even to pull it is a problem. And they call it a champion. They say the evil of a champion is what brought that thing out. We have not yet understood how much God cares about us. We have not yet understood how much he cares. He said, cast your curse upon me, for I care. First Peter chapter 5, and there's what? Verse 5, what does he say? Likewise. Younger, what? Uh huh. Submit yourself to who? Okay. Yes. Be clothed with what? Humility. Uh uh-huh. God resists the proud, He gives grace to the humble. Are we done? Then we get to the verse 7. Verse, yeah, let's get to 7. Oh, 6 and 5. 6 and 7, yes. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand, Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. That he, may exalt you. that he may exalt you in due time. Hold on. Read that six again. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Mighty hand of God. God. Not the mighty hand of your father or your friend or your uncle or your relation that is in Europe or the one in Australia or that one in the US or the one in Finland and Iceland. And bottle land. And all the lands. Humble yourself under the mighty hand. It is not just a hand. It's a mighty hand. The mighty hand of God, yes? That he may that he may exalt you in due season. He time. will lift you up in due season. Due time. When it is your time and your turn he will, with the mighty hand of God will lift you beyond your ability and put you somewhere higher. But what you've got to do is to humble yourself under his hand, doing that which he tells you to do. Seeking the kingdom. That whatever God has said about his kingdom should happen. That's your prayer. Lord, I want to see your mighty hand in the church. I want to see miracles, signs and wonders. I want to see healings. I want to see this. I want your word to have entrance into our hearts. That when the word comes, it comes with power. I want to see it. That is your kingdom. I want this kingdom to expand in our country. I want the word of God to cover the entire nation as the waters covered the sea. That's what I want to see. And so I'm praying and I'm talking. I'm taking steps. Where I work, I'm relevant. So they see the kingdom of God at work in me. I'm relevant. I am not, I am not someone that creates problems in their place. That when people see you, they are excited that the day is going to be good. Not when you appear, I mean, ah. Oh whoa. They begin to talk to themselves. She's coming. When she's coming, everyone knows who is coming. She's coming. I just pray God that I will not fall to, into a trap today. They said, hey, that one is coming today. He's wearing red tie. And then there's trouble. Red tie, more troubles. <laughs> but you are relevant. You are an agent of peace. You are an agent of lifting. When you are not there, your bosses are in confusion. They don't know what to do. But when you appear, aha, thank God that you are here. We've just been talking about you. This sentence, so and so and so and so, how do we handle it? You lift up your eyes onto heaven, God shows you the way. And he said, sir, let's do it like this and do. let's stop doing this one. Take this and take that. Let's put this one together and uh, possibly put this person in charge and all that. When you finish, they look into their own faces. That's a good idea. When you get to your office, your boss will call you. Let's consolidate what you did, you said. After Joseph provided an answer and said, Let's look for a man. A great man, a man of great wisdom. To come and handle this one. I like that Pharaoh. He didn't wait for anybody to go for any meeting. There was no meeting. I asked them, they couldn't tell me. All these wise men, so-called wise men, they couldn't tell me, so why should I now go and consult and see which of them will fit? You are the one that gave the answer. Please come and handle it for me and leave those ones. They have expired. You are so relevant that when you go on leave, they call you back. To grant you leave service a problem. As if you are the owner of the place. You are just a worker. You know? And, and then you say, I want to, sir, so I want to take my leave. Last two years. Just the last two years on. Not even last year. Not this year. The last two years. Please. I need to go with my family. He said, we understand what you are saying. We understand. If I have been, I've been troubled that you are working too much. And I don't want you to break down. Okay, you just proceed. Take half of it. Take half. And proceed. They give you your full uh, allowance, whatever it is. And then you go home. Your wife is excited. Children are happy first day, second day, third day, a folk call comes in. There's this challenge. Can you tell us what we should do? You talk. And then they say, thank you. The next day, another one. Can they call three times? Three times in a day to solve certain things over there. And then you are there before you know. Um, your boss said, can we have a meeting in the evening? Please tell your wife I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> if it is me, I will even talk to your wife. Please permit us to have a meeting with your husband. She will not say no. And then, and then you go. And your boss tells you, I know you love this work. And you love us. Me in particular, the kind of respect that you show to me. You wouldn't want me to fail. But your absence now is causing this work to fail. Please come back. We increase your salary. Yes! Without any board meeting, they increase your salary. Bam, like that, because you are relevant. You are what? Relative. But some of us, they give you query." In January. Another one in February. In March. Two queries. And now they send you another query. The next query you'll be seeing. Will be your going home. You say "So what? Is the only place one can work. I'm even favoring you people. (laughs) Praise God. So it becomes so relevant. That when they see you talk about your kingdom they know this is a professional topic. Some of my guys went to talk to one man who were in, the, were in one court together. So when they went to talk to him, the man said, what do you know? He said, come talk to me. If Osu talks to me about these things, I know he understands where, where I belong. Then I know he's serious. Not this one, what do you know? That's what the man said. I said, oh, so this man has been waiting for me to talk to him. I'll go there. I said, I've come. He said, why? I said, I think you are looking for me. What they told you in that place, this and that and that and that, they are all wrong. This one will take you here. This one will take you. This one will do this for you, but Jesus will change the situation. I said, you know it, but you don't believe it. By the time I finished, he was crying. Your relevance is all about the kingdom. Your utterances about the kingdom. Whatever you are doing is the kingdom, not that you are looking, you are searching for the kingdom. No, but your prayer and your activities is like, let thy kingdom come. That's what you are saying. I want the kingdom established here. That's what you are saying? God said, When you are busy doing that, whatever you tend, then I will make sure that I provide these things for you. That promotion you got. One, one of the guys, I don't know whether he's here or somewhere else, his service in the kingdom got him promotion twice within some months. Promotion like that. And the others were, you know, instead of copying, learning from him, they were talking, promotion, promotion. And they will give you, what do you call that one? Is it back pay, they call it? Eh? Accumulated something, they will just give it to you. And people are crying. They don't understand why. It's because the kingdom is ahead of you. It's like the banner you are holding. The righteousness of God is seen in your lifestyle. Kingdom lifestyle. And God said, just go ahead and do that. And then I will add these things to you. There are ways that God will add things to you. You will be shocked. Do you think everybody will have to build a house? No. There are people who receive keys. It's not everybody that builds a house. Receive it. All that God demands from us is that we walk with him. I want to see your face. Then I'm in your presence. If I'm not in your presence, I cannot see your face. I cannot touch you. I cannot talk with you. I must be in your presence. Friends, there is wisdom in working. Any work that does not promote the kingdom is mere games. He will add to your life. He will keep you alive and add to your life the needs. The what? The needs. Whatever thing you need, he will add to it. That's the kind of God we are, we are, we are working with. It's not about idleness or passivity is about calculated involvement in the things of the kingdom and you must wear we yie because we a kingdom person utimi wunyan kuponi mase a obea bia we yie adwuma no el kofo yies kauntimi wia bi ye twatra wunti mi twa bi and fatal eh basi and fatal nza You know, you can't do what they do. You do what he says. They may not like you, but they will salute you. Let your life, and I should let my life, be like that. Anxiety kills. But say, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. I like that mighty they put over there. It means that hand can lift you to any extent, any. Where is God sitting? On his throne, where? In heaven. And then his feet are upon the earth. So you know how far he can lift you. The highest building in the, in, in the whole world, the highest building in the whole world, will not even get to one millionth of where God is. And the mighty hand of God can lift you. Let me share this testimony, it's not from me. One of our spiritual sons. Should I call him a spiritual son? No. One of our sons. We met in Nigeria. When he heard that a, a Ghanaian pastor had been brought to a city called Jaws, and he was in a place near under that Jaws, he came looking. We met. And we share one name. Fusu. He was in a, an institution um, that was into the, the production, production of these um, people who cannot drink water but receive water intravenously. That is not water. Uh, I mean, it's not water. What is it? A drug? That infusion? It. It's treated water. Eh? Ah, okay. To me, it's water. If they can't find the the vein, drink it. It will still go. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> no, they were doing that. And into this um, bio, um, this man, you are a village man. Hmm? Yeah, These people, by and all the who check on this blood thing, and they tell you your God is old and his age is aged. No, it's not old. It's something else. That was what he was doing. It was supposed to be a degree-awarding institution. Then they folded the institution and told them to go and look for places. So he came back home. He was there with his parents. He came back to Ghana and got admission at uh, Tech. And he went about looking for a place of worship. Where he was, I've told this story here before, where he was very far. And the distance between where he was living and our own branch in Kumasi. It's just unimaginable. You're looking for church. So he went round, round, round. He mentioned so many places. And eventually landed over there in one village. In the city. And saw pastor there. When he saw him, he said, ah, Kovi. We are never Or And that's how. I heard that. I That's how he landed there. And then we began to talk. I said, look, finish this thing. When you finish, since you want to be a doctor, you can still pursue it. So you that when well, he was working at a hospital, and he was seriously doing, searching around for, for an opening, and a private university, a medical school, came in here. And he went in there to read medicine. Quite expensive. But he went through. While he was there, he had openings to go for exchange programs in the U.S. and U.K., we came back, finished the exams about last two weeks, and got graduated. Was he yesterday? Last week. He sent a message. His induction is on Wednesday. As a full medical, something now, when you walk with God, nothing is late for you. You can never be late. I look at that young man and the wife, and I see what they are doing. It's amazing. It is all commitment to the kingdom. Commitment to what? The kingdom. When you are a kingdom seeker, God clothes you with favor. Everywhere you go, doors open to you. Be anxious about nothing. He said, But cast your curse upon me, for I care. Say, in everything, with prayer and supplications. With thanksgiving, with what? Very important ingredient here. Make your petition known to the Lord. Just make it known. Because the thanksgiving is a clause that is carrying the petition, you are sure of getting an answer. Friends, we are in a good place. The kingdom of God is a good place. It's a place of fulfillment. And you are going to be fulfilled in life. You will not live here not knowing the account you will render before the Lord. But be a kingdom seeker in everything, your workplace, where you live, wherever you go. Let them see the kingdom of God at work in your life. And practice the righteousness of God everywhere you are. And you keep on doing the work you are doing, no matter how small it is. No matter how small. When you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God in due time, according to his program, he will carry you to your next level. And I see you on top over there in the name of Jesus Christ. No one will be disappointed here. All of us will ride very high. Stand to your feet and lift up your voice and begin to bless the Lord this day. Give him praise because he's worthy. He deserves our praise. Just give him praise because he deserves it. Our God is very faithful. Very, very, very faithful. Very, very, very faithful. Glory to God. Glory to God. You have been too anxious about issues. It's all because you don't have faith in him. You doubt God. You're not too sure if you will do what he says you will do. That spirit of anxiety, cast it out of your life this morning. Lift up your voice and begin to cast that spirit out. The spirit of anxiety, as if you are about to fail, that nothing is going to work. What I've started, I may not be able to complete it. I have to hurry up. I have to hurry up. I have to hurry up. No. He said you shall not leave. You shall go out by, by flight. You will move like that. But you will go. Having God going before you. And being your shield at the back there. Cast that spirit out. Anxiety. I am not anxious. I shall not be anxious. I know that the Lord is on my side. His hand is over me to lift me to higher levels. Whatever he has programmed for me, I am taking it. Everything is working well for me. And this year is ending well for me. I shall no longer procrastinate. I will take advantage of my now. Every good thing that I should be doing today, I I take off to do it. I'm not pushing anything against next year. This is the day. And I'm working. Before night comes I'll finish my work. Thank you Lord. In the name of Jesus. Kingdom seekers are destiny realizers. They will always realize destiny. And you are one I'm talking about today. In the name of Jesus. If you are here this morning you don't have Christ in your life You've not given your life to Jesus Christ It's an opportunity for you to do that one Because that is the passage to the kingdom And I would like to introduce you to him this morning I'd like you to know that Jesus loves you so much And you are the reason why he came to die And he still rose again because of you That he will take you to where God has programmed you to be There's no shame about it if you are here this morning you know, not have Jesus, I'd like you to indicate by raising your hand I want to pray with you this morning before I sit down Glory to God If all of us are okay We we'll give God praise Glory to God You are going for today is blessed In the name of Jesus Christ What they call failure that you saw yesterday That's the last time you are seeing failure In the mighty name of Jesus You are going stronger than before and you are going to accomplish your purpose for living in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You are a person that is going to affect other people. Your life will change the lives of many in the name of Jesus. Go forth, clothed with favor. You shall not fail in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Glory to God.